I was telling you about how much I really like to to trade cards instead of sell them, because like I just sold that guy a leyline of the void and I got thirty bucks and now I'm gonna take my thirty bucks and <laughs> yeah. buy groceries with it. And I'm gonna take it home and crap it out. So it's like I just crapped out a leyline of the void. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 58. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to begin the arc of the audience with a minivan token deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole bunch is going down. We're starting a new exciting arc where we're going to dig through the dredges of our emails. We're going to find some super sweet deck list that the CCO Nation has sent to us, and we are going to deck tech those decks and today we have as i said in the intro we have picked a big token strategy deck i called it the minivan because of the general uh we'll get to that in a little bit that's right we've got a listener submission he actually submitted this deck twice oh man he submitted it a while ago and then did a follow-up saying hey just so you know i heard you guys are doing the arca audience last week we announced it and he submitted again with a couple changes, and he goes by the name of, sorry, I'm going to butcher it, even though it sounds French, and technically being Canadians, we should, air quotes, speak French. Clay Palmitier? Sure. Uh, let's call him Clay Palmitier. Clay Palmitier. Clay Palmitier's list is Kinos and Tiro of Miletus. Now, why do we call him the minivan general, or them the minivan? Because they got two in the front and eight in the back. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's, That's a good dirty. Joke. Yeah. Before we get into Don't it, Don't Google that. No, do not. Maybe five, but definitely not eight. No, no. Before we get into it, though, social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are a CCO podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can find this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list we have ever talked about or will ever talk about. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, possible suggestions for this arc, but no nudes. I forgot about my nudes suggestion that I brought up last week. We'll get there. We'll get talk there. about it in a sec. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, edhrec.com, Patreon, YouTube... Podomatic, where we are desperately attempting to dethrone the scrapbooking ladies, and FlipSideGaming.com. Yes, and make sure to not forget that when you're shopping for gaming accessories, new Dominaria stuff, sealed product, or singles, promo code CCOFU gets you 10% off storewide. Go there, read their stuff, use the promo code that lets them know that CCO Podcast sent you, and it helps us out a lot. Yeah, and I mean, saving money is fun. My contact there's name is Connor. Nice guy. Excellent. I don't know if uh, we had a we had a listener. I don't remember if it was an email or if it was on Twitter. Said that Flipside Gaming is their um, local game store. That's good to hear. I good love local game store. Good place. I wonder if you use. I wonder if you can use the promo code in the actual brick and mortar store. Ooh, anybody that shops at FlipsideGaming.com in real life, you should try that. When they go to give you your total, it's be like, oh, by the way. CCOFU and then give him the finger. <laughs> just or or go in with a printout of CCOFU just on like a piece of paper or a sticky note and give it to uh, probably wouldn't work but it's worth a try. I mean at least you're going to Flipside Gaming. That's the important part. Yes. Yes, it'd be funny. So before we go into our shout outs and kind of move along with the rest of the show, 
uh, nude story. Let's let's do this. Oh, you know what? It's not a story as it is as much of uh, a potential giveaway opportunity. We've received nudes on the frequent, anything from uh, naked makeup brand, noodles, various kinds of noodles, yeah. to full-on dick pics. What if we sent nudes back by way of um, that ponder from Lorwyn who's got the girl's nipples on it? Oh, yeah. What if we gave away, like, foil ponders or um, the card Earthbind from, like, Alpha or Legends or whatever with the girl that's tied up and she does like she has no clothes on? Oh, yeah, it's all banned and stuff? Yeah. Maybe. What if we gave away some sweet, semi-naked people on cards? Could be girls, could be guys. There's lots of, like, shirtless men in EDH. Yes, there is. Rippling muscles and stuff. Everybody loves abs. Everybody does love abs. A couple more things before we get into the rest of our regular shout-outs. We have reached 50 patrons. Yes, we have. What that means to our patrons is openflippy.drinky repack giveaways. Ooh. Ooh. So we are setting some stuff up with a local store, and we are getting cards together. We are making some new funny rules that we're probably just going to Sharpie onto the cards, and we're going to get them packed up, shipped out as per our Patreon goal. $2 and up patrons get them for free. Depending on your level, you get a certain amount. If you are a $1 patron or not a patron, you can still get them. Let us know. We'll make an arrangement and we'll send you out some repacks. Ooh. Yes. So uh, before we move on with the show again, uh, should we do the new contest? Old contest? That's right. We have the Arc of Opposition giveaway. Of opposition. To give away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so collection of cards as posted on our Facebook page that Brando and I, he says hate, I say would just never play. Hate. Sure. One lucky winner who either followed us on Twitter, shared the post on Facebook, liked the post, uh, did any of the things that we asked you to do. Simon Lendil. Kind of sounds like Simon Lentil. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Simon Lentil. <laughs> Excellent. Simon, you are the winner of Opposition. Shoot us your address. Private message us in uh, Facebook or Twitter. Either works. And we'll get you some cards. Hooray. Congratulations, my friend. And Yay. thanks for listening. And thanks for everybody else who entered the contest. Very much so. The post was liked and shared more than any other, like the most recent one with all of the cards on my fancy new rug from Wayfair. Nice was liked and shared more than anything else on Facebook. So we appreciate that very much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for helping us get out there. We appreciate that. Shout-outs? Shout-outs. Patron shout-out. Lee D. How about Lay D? <laughs> Lady. <laughs> I like uh, it. Patron shout-out. J.R. Casey. Y you mean this J.R.? Yeah? Yes, that's him. Excellent. Yep. Thanks for thanks for liking the show, JR. Last shout out. Local guy. I posted on a local trade board that I needed XYZ card for Attraxable. All right. In Vegas. Ooh. Coming up. And he's like, hey, I have that. I'll meet up. It was a dollar card. So I was like, ah, I don't want to just meet up to give you a dollar. He's like, well, bring traders. 
Perfect. That's I love to hear. Yeah. I love trading random strangers. You came along. You picked up some cards for your masks, masks collection. Yep. I picked up a bunch for my new invasion, plane shift, apocalypse, onslaught, um, legion, scourge collections. You, I'm going in. You degenerate. I'm going. I'm going all in. I'm organizing my collection. So, um, Waylon Satchel. Yeah. Waylon Satchel. <laughs> he met us. And traded, and I'm going to meet him again, hopefully. Hopefully he's listening to this, because i got to meet him again to look through the rest of his stuff, because he actually had lots and lots of stuff that I wanted. Well, I should bring my traders along, too. Let's meet up. Let's do it. Waylon, hit us up. We'll meet again. We'll trade. Other local shout-out. Oh? I was at a garage sale the other day, and I'm walking down the street with some friends, and some dude I've never seen before in my life just, like, rolls by on a bike. He's like, oh, it's Brando! F you! And he throws <laughs> up the metal sign. <laughs> so you never seen him before? Never seen him before in my life. How did he know it was you? I assume he'd seen a picture of me either on Twitter or Facebook. We're getting real FUs out in the wild. It's awesome. That is actually We're cool. Hunting FUs in the wild. So, yep. cool. Okay. Uh, should, should we talk about this list at all? Or, or should we get to the new contest? We have a new contest. Oh, we can never talk about the list because we have a new contest. Worth it, though. Yeah. Worth it. We teased it last week. We said we were going to give away a new super exciting deck. Uh, we did have one person guess right who it was, but um, of the three people that actually asked me who it was, only one of them guessed right. Oh. So, cool. Okay, now, before we announce it any farther, remember, our deck giveaways consist of a 100-card EDH deck, of course. They come with a now premium uh, Ultra Pro box, like the tall ones that fit the deck in the top and the dice tray in the bottom. Very cool. Perfect fitted, dragon shielded, and the the box is, I called it a premium box because it's like rose gold. It's like one of the premium colors. What the hell? All of the basic bitches will like this box because it's like rose gold. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, a pumpkin spice I, latte. I was just going to say, it's the pumpkin <laughs> spice of like watch colors that flight attendants wear. Like every flight attendant's got a rose gold uh, watch. Now, if you want a rose gold deck box... What are they going to have to do? I say we just keep the Facebook love going because it's been going really well. It's something easy. We're not asking too much. Just interact with us a little bit. Help get the show out there, our names out there, and you'll be entered some number of times to win a super sweet deck. Yeah, like the Thraxamundar deck giveaway. I posted a couple pictures of it up on Facebook. You like it. You share it. Ultimately, um, we're, we're trying to spread the word of CCO Podcast, and if you can help us do that, you could win yourself a sweet deck. And this one's actually going to have a bunch of value packed into it. We're talking like foil lands. I mean, the deck box itself is really nice, but uh, foil lands and, and promo cards, because the deck we're giving away is Fire Song and Sunspeaker. What? The buy a box promo from Dominaria. Look at us go. Super popular right now. Everybody's into Dominaria. Everybody was pissed off that this card was only for the BioBox pre-order people. And everybody missed out. So we got our hands on one. And we are going to give it to some lucky winner. Yeah, so what do we call We call them Healing Salve and Flame Jab. We do. Is what we call them. Those so, cards may or may not be in the deck. Yeah, those are some, that might be some spoilers for the deck. But the deck will be good. We're, we're working hard on it to make sure that it's something that's playable what, and competitive. What's the short version of Healing salve and flame jab. He jab. He jab. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> he jab. Yes. So we're giving you a he jab deck. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> yeah. 
but it'll be good. More information will be coming along as we go. Uh, we'll get the deck list up soon once we have it kind of finalized, figured out, put together. And it'll come in a neat box with some cool dice and some nice sleeves. And, uh, yeah, so you spread the word, and you might be able to win yourself a sweet... I can't even remember their name. I keep on calling them Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, but those are Transformers. We're going to give away the Minotaur Twins, and you'll be able to get your hands on a super good EDH deck before they re-release them in this year's Commander product. Because that's oh, my prediction. Oh, dang it. Yes. Should we do a list now? Uh, uh, sure. Do we have one? Do we have time? I'm sure we do. Let's oh. let's we'll we'll make it work. We'll okay. make it work, right? Okay, let's do it. So we are doing four C big tokens by Marvelman seven eight seven eight on tappedout.net. You can find it in our Arc of the Audience folder if you just go to CCO Podcast on uh, tappedout.net there. Link will be in the show notes as well. And this deck is piloted by C sixteen Stalwarts, Kynalos and Tiro of Miletus? Kynos. Whatever. Anyway, they are legendary soldiers, humans, 2-8 for red, green, white, blue. And at the beginning of your end step, you draw a card. Each player may put a land card from his or her hand onto the battlefield. Then each opponent who didn't draws a card. This is group hug garbage to me, Ryan. It's funny because in notes I have it described as a kind of group hug in disguise deck. And we haven't talked about those before, have we? No. F.U. Dean Goody. Excellent. Haven't said that in a while. Felt good. Okay, just quickly on Kinos and Tiro. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card. So you always get to draw the card. Yes. Okay. Then each player may put a land card from their hand onto the battlefield. So they could get a second, air quotes, land drop. Yes. Right? If they do not, then they also draw a card. Correct. And they have to draw the card. Ooh. So... Mill. So if you're playing a mill deck... I don't think you're playing a mill deck. I don't think you're playing a mill deck here either. But if you are, if you want to try it, go ahead. Let us know how it goes. All right. That'd be cool. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's how that works. Okay, so getting into the recipe here. 26 creatures. What kind of deck is this? You say group hug. I say let's find out a little bit more information. All right, let's start off with uh, old school favorite Aesthetic Slime. Uh, he's a death touch 2-2, and he destroys something when he ETBs, so he, he's like a removal spell. Armada Worm. That looks like a giant cock. It looks like a huge cock with like a metal fingernail cover on the top. That's There's nothing for it. There is a big dink on that card. Yeah, I so, have no idea who approved that art. Somebody at Watsy probably got in trouble for that one. I think that they did because when it came out, like I remember when it came out and everybody was like, oh my God, I can't let my little brother see this card. Like... <laughs> It's a 5-5 five, five with trampler, Trample for 6 that gives you another 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, it puts a token into play when it dies, right? Yep. Even Wind Guide. 2-3 for white, blue, 2. Flying Vigilance. Creature tokens you control have Flying and Vigilance, and then it has Embalm. So the Embalm cost is white, blue, 4. Exile it from your graveyard and put a token into play. That's essentially the same thing as it. Yes. Yeah. Except it's white. It's a yeah, white zombie. It's like a yes. mummy. That's the... That's the uh, theme or whatever that's the flavor yeah. yeah shout out to last week Badoka gardener tap him put a land into play he's like a mana dork right he's yeah. your second land drop per turn for two mana and then if you have 10 lands he flips over not flips like a werewolf but like turns spins around yeah, upside down it yeah, spins 180 degrees and then he turns into a three three that four green green four you get an xx elemental creature where x is the number of lands you control hmm so it's a big big there next up we have champion of wits when it enters a battlefield, draw cards equal to its power. 
then discard two cards, right? And it's a 2-1 for three. So you loot twice. And then he also has Eternalize, which is like Embalm, except he comes back as a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. For seven. So then you draw four and discard two. two. Yeah. That's fine. I bad. like him. Dauntless Escort. F you, Jesse. He's a 3-3. Three, three. Sack him. Your dudes get indestructible. Dragon Master Outcast. Ooh. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control, what is it, six or more lands, put a 5-5 five, five Flying Dragon onto the battlefield. He's a 1-1 one, one for one. I like him. He's a Lightning Rod for one. Yeah. Does he, uh, does he go on Zada? I don't think he does, but no. I've seen Zada lists that run him. I've never seen him make a dragon, and that's the truth. <laughs> Not even like in standard? Not once. Hmm. All right, next up we have Edric, Spymaster of Trest. He's a 2-2 two, two for 3. When anybody attacks, not you, they draw a card. That includes you not attacking you. Make sense? Yes. Okay, moving on. Fairy Artisans. 2-2 two, two flyer for 4. When a non-token creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you get a artifact in addition to its other types token of it. And all the other tokens it's made before that, screw off. So you make like a random dude. You just get a new dude every time and the old one bites the dust. Next up, Fierce Empath. Fierce Empath. I wonder if I counted. It's a tutor for a six drop or bigger. It's a one, one for three. I think I counted that in the tutor section. I did. Yeah, it's a tutor. Giant Adiphage. Giant Ass Face. Oh, I like that. Is a 7-7 seven, seven Trampler for seven when it deals combat damage. You make a token copy of it, right? Yeah. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, me too. Continue. Let's, let's keep going. Hmm. How about Godsire? Godsire? I like this card. The very first time you beat me in Magic was with a Godsire. Yeah, it was. Huh. Interesting. 8-8, eight, eight, Vig for white, green, green, red, four. Jesus, that's like a fruit salad worth of mana cost. And it's and it costs eight. I wonder if it wins you games. It would because it taps after it has Vigilance and then you tap it. And you put an 8-8 eight, eight Godsire Beast token into play. Wow. Green, red, and white also. Dang. I like him. Cool art. It looks like he's upside down, but he's just got like really big muscly arms and a big hairy back. I bet she has mad abs. He probably does. Abs is the theme of the show. Oh, Mina and Dan Wildborn. She got abs? She probably got abs. She's like 16 abs. Yeah. Yeah. That's like half as many as I have. Ha. <laughs> She's a 4-4 four, for four, 4, play an extra land, and you can give somebody Trample by paying Gruel, right? Yeah. yeah, and bouncing a land back to your hand. Oh, okay, but then you could just play it again. Correct. Ogre Battle Driver. 3-3 three, three for 4, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it gets plus 2, plus 0, and haste. It's kind of like in the Web of War, but it gives them... It costs 1 less, makes your creature not plus 3, plus 0, oh, and it's a dude. I I play in the Web of War instead. I compare it to Fires of Yavamaya. Gives all your creatures haste for three mana. You can sack it to pump a dude plus two plus two one turn. This is kind of like that, except it's got an additional mana tacked on, and it does it every time a guy comes into play. Avlia Pashiri Sage Lifecrafter? (laughs) (laughs) That was the obligatory green legendary card from the artifact set of Kaladesh. It, uh... Three, tap it, put a 1-1 token into play. Four, green, tap it, create an XX where X is the number of creatures you control. It's a 1-2 for one. I think two things. It makes tokens. We're seeing that be the reoccurring theme, and it's a one drop, which never hurts. One drop that you can kind of get value, 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 and then drop a huge dude after. Not bad. I like that. 
How about shitty Crater Hoof Behemoth? I prefer budget Crater Hoof Behemoth, but I think it's kind of expensive. Pathbreaker Ibex, 3-3 three, three, for green, green, 4. When it enters the battlefield, no, when it attacks, creatures you control gain plus X plus X, where X is the number of the greatest power of creatures you control. That's what it is. Greatest power. So your biggest dude makes all your other guys that much bigger. And they get trampled as well. Ooh. Progenitor Mimic. During your upkeep, put a token into play that's a copy of whatever Progenitor Mimic is copying. Yeah, so it's a six-mana clone. Every upkeep, you get another one. Rampaging Bayloths. 6-6 six, six, Trample for six. When you land drop, you get a 4-4 four, four Beast. Rattleclaw Mystic. I like a good Mana Dork in here. Green 1-2-1 one, one, Human Shaman. Tap for Teamer Colors. Green, blue, or red. Reform. Reform. Another token card. When it dies, it becomes a 3-3. Three, three. Then a 6-6 six, six when that dies. Then a 9-9 nine, nine when that dies. So it always gets bigger and bigger as it dies. It's pretty cool. Here's a cool one from Conspiracy. Regal Behemoth. Ooh. 5-5 five, five, Trample for 6. When you're the Monarch, your lands tap for double. And when it enters the battlefield, it makes you the Monarch. Lands tap for an additional 1 of any color. As long as you're the Monarch. But not when you're not the... Like, your opponent doesn't get that when they're the Monarch. Correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Next up, Stalking Vengeance. Whenever a creature you control dies, it deals damage equal to its power to target player. It's a 5-5 five, five haste for 7. But just think about it. You got Godsires and stuff dying or like tokens that just die at the end of turn. Uh, that thing's going to do a lot of work. But let's let's be real with each other for just a second, Ryan. What the hell is going on in that picture? What the hell is that? I don't know what that thing is. It looks like a latex glove pushed over a smokestack with a wing sticking off of it and a bunch of people giving it the finger. That's what it looks like to me. And I'm sure that's not what that is. It kind of looks like a giant black horse with a skeleton dog face with a bunch of people giving it the finger. Yeah, like somebody worked really hard on that and their work all went to nothing because that doesn't look like anything. So that's a big CCOFU to Anthony Waters. Maybe he's going to be in Vegas. We should get him to sign it. Maybe we should get him to tell us what the fuck it is. <laughs> Next up, Thalia's Lancers. I think it's a tutor, right? 4-4, four, four, first striking, 5-drop, searches for a legendary card. Tristani Celestia's Voice. Maybe you search for this card. It is 2-5 for 4. You can tap 3 and tap it to populate, and when it enters, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to its toughness. That's good with all those tokens. Yeah, good with Godsire. Lastly, but not leastly, an old favorite of mine, Vizier of Many Faces. That's a clone that also has Embalm for 5 I like it. Yeah, it's another token generator. Yeah. Okay, so we spent a little bit of time on the creatures because there were a lot of kind of off-the-wall type things. So we're going to try and fly through the sorceries and artifacts and instants and stuff, and then we'll spend a little bit of time on the enchantments again. Okay, let's start with some instants. We've got Beast Within. That's a removal spell. They get a 3-3 Beast instead. Cackling Counterpart. That is a instant speed clone with flashback, but only for your own guys. Puts a token into play. Another token card. Rootborn Defenses. That gives Populate, so you can make another token, and then gives all of your dudes indestructible until end of turn. Not tokens, all of them. All of them. Ooh. Second Harvest. Green, green, two. Double all of your tokens. Sundering Growth. Destroy target artifact or enchantment, then Populate for Selesnia, Selesnia Hybrid. I like that one. I like that too. Yeah. How about Supplant Form? That's a six mana, bounce a dude, you get a copy of that dude. A token card. Let's move into some sorceries. Lots of favorites in here. We got Cultivate. 
Uh, search for a land into play and one into your hand for three mana. One of Brando's top ten cards all time, Decimate. Ooh, let's see if I got it. Green, red, two, destroy target artifact, creature, enchantment, and land. You better believe it. You need four targets, remember. Yes, you do. So sometimes you got to oust one of your own things if you really got to get rid of somebody else's. Azuri's Perdition. Now, I this is this is this is from Commander 2015. Green, 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 five. For each creature your opponent controls, put a 4-4 four, four green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Each beast then fights a different one of your opponent's creatures. Each of those beasts. Each of those beasts fights yeah. one of... Yeah, what yeah. the hell, hey? If you had access to Death Pits of Wrath, that'd be so good. I mean, your well, guys a 4-4 four, four beast too, but... is going to fight lots of stuff and come out like... Yeah, I suppose it could beat lots of things. Yeah. How about Farseek? Search for a land... Put it into Battlefield Tapped. Hollowed Burial. Tuck all creatures to the bottom of the library for five mana. Right, that's a good one. Phyrexian Rebirth. Destroy all creatures, and then you get an XX according to how many creatures it destroyed. Six mana. That'll make like a 10-10, a 15-15 sometimes. Regrowth. Gets you a thing from your graveyard. Two mana. Rishgar's Expertise. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Not so bad with a Godsire token. Draw eight. For six mana, and then, because that's not enough, you may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand for free. Nice. Right of replication. Make a token for four mana, or kick it for a total of nine mana. Make five tokens. Sylvan Scrying. Search your library for a land, put it into your hand. A land card, any land. Wargate. Wargate. Tutor. It is blue, white, green, X. Search your library for a permanent card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield. I like that one. That's a good tutor. Wargate's a good card. Now yeah. let's uh, let's go back here. This card has a novel of text. I'll just read it quick. Sure. And then we can talk about this, the, the theory behind it. We've got Selvala's Stampede. It is a sorcery for green, green, four with Council's Dilemma. Now, Council's Dilemma. Yeah. Starting with you. Each player votes either wild or free. Re reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card for each wild vote. Put those creatures into play. Then, shuffle the rest of your library. Then, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield for each free vote. So it's like modal thing, but, but your other people chooses, are picking modes, yeah. But they get to pick a mode like a bunch of different times. Yes. So it's hypothetically you could get seven activations for six mana out of this and get a whole bunch of stuff. You gotta have that many opponents. Yeah. So you either have a big thing in your hand that you want to put in onto the battlefield, and then your opponents all choose hand, 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 and you don't have anything else, so you got your one big thing. Or you keep your one big thing up, and you kind of like pseudo-green polymorph your deck until you hit a creature. You know what I like instead of this? Tooth and nail. Yes. Or Primal we're, Surge. We're in agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Throw back to last week. Yeah. Cut this card, play Tooth and Nail. Or rename them instead of like Wild and Free. It should be like hairy armpits and nuts to the wind. Something like that, right? I like to, that. To make you remember it better. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to some artifacts. Again, we'll go through these pretty quick. We've got Biden to Thassa. Whenever a creature you control deals damage, draw a card. It makes all your guys into curiosity or aphidians. Aphidians, yes. Yeah. What else is do creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able for two mana? Okay, so you just you kind of gold them, but yeah. they can attack you, FYI. Yeah, shitty gold. Yeah. Commander Sphere. Three drop mana rock sack a draw card. 
Hammer, per- Hammer of Perforos. Your guys have haste, and it also makes colorless tokens. Three threes. For sack and land. That's okay. Mimic Vat. That makes a token of a dead thing. Mirage Mirror. It becomes anything you want. I'm going back to Godsire again in my head. Yeah, Mirage Mirror is very good. Yeah. Godsire, very important to note, not legendary. Yes. Very, very important yeah, to notice that. I like that. that. Sentinel Totem. This is a weird one. One drop artifact, when it enters the battlefield, scry one, tap, exile it, exile all graveyards. I think there's better mass graveyard removal than this. We'll talk about that in the suggestion section. And last of Sol Ring. Uh, tap for two mana. Yeah, of course. Okay, should we run over the Planeswalkers real quick? There's Planeswalkers. We don't do decks with Planeswalkers very often. So let's let's make this special. We'll do, we'll do these ones. So you got Garrick, Wildspeaker. He's a ramp spell. He untaps lands, or he makes you a token, or he overruns. Correct. But mostly you just untap lands, make a beast. Untap lands, make a beast. Right? Exactly. The OG Garrick. Then we, I like this guy, and I don't think he gets played near enough. Sarkhan, the Unbroken. Ooh, Teamer colors, red, blue, green, and two, plus one, you can draw a card and add a mana of any color to your mana pool. That's good. Minus two is you get a 4-4 Flying Dragon. And then minus eight, yeah, who really cares? But you search your library for any number of dragons, put them onto the battlefield. Yeah, I don't. are there any dragons even in the deck? I don't think there are. Ah, there's Dragon Speaker Shaman. He's not a dragon. There's, there's no dragons. He's here to draw cards and make mana. That's what he's there for. And he's all out of making mana. <laughs> <laughs> and last we have Tamio Field Researcher. Jesus, there's a lot of text on this card. Yeah, jeepers. Green, white, blue, one, plus one. Choose up to two target creatures until... Your next turn, whenever those creatures deal combat damage, you draw a card. So you just pick whoever's creatures that are going to attack, and then you draw a card for that. Minus two, tap up to two non-land permanents. They don't untap on their next untap step, so it, like it freezes them. And then her minus seven is draw three cards. You get an emblem with, you may cast non-land cards without paying their mana cost. How is that for an emblem? What the hell? Like if there has ever been an emblem that just says on it, you win the game, I think that's the one. Yeah, because you draw three, then you can just play them all for free. Yeah, and then every other card you ever draw is free. And if you stop being a pleb and put a doubling season in this deck, you can play doubling season, then her, get that emblem, and she survives. Note there's there's no black in her casting cost, but there is white. (laughs) That's um, that's a little foreshadowing for next week. (laughs) We got a deck planned already. I'm not sure if Brando's going to be a fan or not. Okay, so enchantments. We t- we see that there's lots of token making. There's lots of card drawing. Let's talk about some enchantments. We're going to get right into it, and we're going to say Anointed Procession. Anointed Procession is an enchantment for white three. If an effect would put a creature token onto the battlefield under your control, it doubles that instead. So you get two. Correct. So double Godsire all day. Double Godsire. Double kicked right of replication. Double your embalm or eternalize your fairy artisan tokens get doubled and then the the extra one that you got doesn't go away when a new creature enters the battlefield important to note because anointed procession is what made that and the card fairy whatever says only the tokens that she makes are the ones that go away that's right it's important to note giant ataphage now when he attacks or when he deals damage or whatever you're getting 14 power worth of guys hitting the battlefield Sacrifice a land to your hammer, Perforos. Get six power worth of tokens. Burgeoning. This seems fairly trivial in uh, following Anointed Procession. (laughs) Whenever an opponent plays a land, you can play a land for one green. Just green, 
then it's there. You can drop a land every time you want. Luminarch Ascension or Lightning Rod Ascension. Lightning Rod Ascension lets you, if you haven't taken damage for four turns, every time you don't take a damage, you put a counter on it. When it has four counters on it, you can pay white one and put a 4-4 four, four flying angel creature token into play. Unless you have Anointed Procession. Did you get two of them? Eight power for two mana? Pretty good. Seems like somebody's going to be beating down on you all day. Yes. You remember, uh, we'll go back to uh, Burgeoning again. You remember Burgeoning lets you play a land whenever somebody else does. We got a Rites of Flourishing in there. Three mana. Everybody draws two cards and plays two land. It's Every the, turn. It is the most political card in EDH, I would say. You think so? It's, I think so. I think it's the most group-huggiest yeah. card. If you want to keep people off of you, you just make it known that you played Rites, hey, of, Rites of Flourishing. Yeah, I did this. On turn three, and it buys you two, three turns. Unless you're doing something totally ridiculous, people are just like, oh, yeah, because they're so happy to be doing that because they're getting to, like, they're going super I, fast. I, everybody does like when it hits the battlefield, for sure. And it's not maybe, terrible for you because you get that extra land drop right away, too. Maybe the guy who's playing, like, the stacks deck or whatever doesn't like it because he's trying to shut everybody off. But F that guy. Yeah, he's probably going to eat a bag of dinks. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. Anyways. Extra. Sandworm Convergence. Ooh. Uh, enchantment for eight, six, and green, green. Creatures with flying can't attack you or planeswalkers you control what also new paragraph at the beginning of your end step get a five five green worm creature token it's crazy that the sandworms don't eat people walking on the sand just the people flying above it that's the opposite of how they work isn't yeah, it yeah like don't you walk on it like on tremors and then they and eat then you. you get eaten yeah or like beetlejuice yeah yeah huh Weird. Yeah. That's a weird one. Very strange. Sunburns invocation. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize this Bible worth of text. Red five enchantment. When you cast a creature, when you cast a spell, you cascade into another spell. Essentially. Yeah. You get another spell that's worth less mana. Yes. Okay. And lastly we have Timur Ascendancy. Timur? Timur? Timur. Timur. Timur Ascendancy. Green, blue, red. Creatures you control have haste. That's the second or third time we've seen that effect in this deck. Good with tokens. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield, draw a card. There's another card draw spell. Nice. Well, yeah. I like it. Okay, so that's the deck. Now, what are we missing in enchantments, Ryan? Let's just talk about that now. I just want to get, let's I just get, want to, get to yeah, that. Yeah, let's get right to it. We discussed before the show, we think that there are three enchantments missing out of this deck for sure. Glaring excludes. Now... One of them, we 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 know it's like $80. Yes. And that's doubling season. Of course. Every token strategy needs doubling season. I think that if you want to call your deck tuned, every token deck needs doubling season, but it doesn't need it. You're right. You don't need it to win, but if you want your deck to be as strong as it can be, you want it. I you think want so. It. Doubling season you mentioned works on planeswalkers. They enter the battlefield and then they get their loyalty counters that then get doubled. Hugely, hugely important in planeswalker decks. Incredibly overpowered. Yes. Okay. We talked about anointed procession. It doubles your tokens when they ETB. Doubling season is going to do that as well as parallel lives. That's the other one, the second one. It's also not cheap. I think it's like 11 or $12 now. It is. Just because it's, it's doubling season... Ish. It's like doubling season light. Yeah, it doubles your creature tokens, not your counters. Yeah, in this deck, it's doubling what you want to be doubling anyways. The third one, CCO Staple, Intruder Alarm. Intruder Alarm and Godsire will win you the game. We also have a couple mana dorks. 
and we have the the Kaladesh lady, the one drop that you tap three and tap her to put a creature into play, your mana dorks and her will untap. Yep. So you could almost go infinite with that. You could just tweak your mana base and your ramp package to go infinite with that. And we also thought, and this is over and above those first three, but you had suggested where Ancients Tread. Where Ancients Tread is kind of like Pandemonium, where whenever a creature with power five or greater comes in, it deals five to something. Yeah. So again, Godsire tokens... If you have it's, an infinite it's like of them. Pandemonium, or what's the more expensive Pandemonium, but it's just for you? Warstorm Surge. It's the one. Yeah. Except this one only triggers for you and on five or greater power. Well, since we're getting into suggestions anyways, what about um, what about Mitotic Slime? It kind of works like Reform. When it dies, it's a 4-4. Four, four. When it dies, you get two two twos. When those die, you get four one ones. And not, I guess it goes the other way from Reform. But it's still very good. Yeah, yeah, what's better, hey? Like, are you trying to go wide or are you trying to go tall in this deck? Does it depend if you have Anointed Procession out or not? It depends if you drop kick that Ibex and get a Crater Hoof Behemoth instead. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose if you got your Kraken, your, your all-the-way leveled-up Reform, and you drop your Pathbreaker Ibex, that's great because then all your guys get plus 8, plus 8. The other way around, if you got four one ones from Mitotic Slime and then you do Crater Hoof Behemoth, all your guys get at least plus five, plus five. Yeah, and if you're playing Doubling Season, it's ten. It's pretty good. Well, Anointed Procession and Parallel Lives are going to do that in Doubling Season's stead. Correct. Just for these examples, yeah. right? And you're up like 80 bucks still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're good. You had thought for the lands. We didn't talk about the lands. I think the land base looks good. It's kind of an affordable budget mana base. You had suggested Kerkeep. Kerkeep? Kerkeep? Kerkeep. Tap it and red one, make a zero one cobalt token, right? Yes, cobalts of Kerkeep. There's even a card <laughs> from like the dark or whatever. I think they actually made tokens now for uh, because they reprinted Prosh in uh, Masters 25 or whatever. They made a cobalt token. So if you're a total pleb, you could play one of those. If you want to be a pimp-ass mofo like me and Ryan, you get an actual Cobalts of Care Keep. They're like 40 cents. I Just think my Cobalts of Care Keep are actually in my Zada deck, because they're zero drops. <laughs> so good. So good. They're solid. I might take that deck to Vegas and play it in the 1v1 games. Dang. Yeah. I should get a 1v1 deck. I don't think I have one. I'm, I'm tweaking my Animar deck to not be 1v1 because there's some stuff that's in it that's banned in the 1v1 ban list. So I'm going to play that in the four-player games, and in the 1v1, I might take Zada, just because it's kind of fun. I have to cut one card that's banned. We'll talk about it next show, how about? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I like that. Of note, lands in this mana base, we got two of the layer lands from Plane Shift. Give you, one of them a read. You don't talk about those very often. So they come into play untapped. They're layers in addition to being a land or whatever land type they are. And when they come into play, that you have to sack a non-layer land or it, and they tap for three colors. In this case, we have one that taps for red, green, and blue, and another one that red, taps for... Red, green, or blue. Like, they yeah. tap for one color at a time. Right. But they're tri-lands. And then this one, the other one taps for green, white, and blue. So being a layer has zero significance except for when they enter the battlefield. You have to sacrifice one that is not a layer. Yes, I think there actually are cards that run on layers. I don't think that there is. I thought there was one, but... Unimportant. I'm squinting really hard to help my brain think better. Yeah, I don't think there I, there might not be, but I thought I, I I saw one once in my life. I think you're on crack. I might be. 
Anyways, Lehar lands. They're kind of cool. They're very neat. There's one for each of the original invasion dragons. They're way better than those, like, what are they, like, Gitu Encampment and Jund thing. The Tri-Lands that are coming. They come to play tapped. F them. I don't mind those. Those are in here, too. Yeah. Budget mana base. We suggested a couple expensive cards, like Intruder Alarms, 10 bucks, Parallel Lives, 11 bucks, Doubling Season, $80. Yeah. Without all of those, the deck comes in at a whopping? <laughs> no, a measly $173. That's very affordable. Yeah, and that that includes the Planeswalkers, which are a little bit spendy, and the Anointed Procession, that's like $11 itself. Wow, going up. Yeah. But still, very affordable deck, very affordable token producers, cheap removal spells, good land package, despite not being very spendy. I mean, you got your command tower and some pain lands and some check lands and some try lands, and you're good. I mean, you're playing some some uh, dirty landfall in here, so you really could just amp up the budget here. You could play 10 fetch. Uh, you could play, what, eight duels. You could do all kinds of stuff in this deck to make it cost all sorts of money. Yep. If you wanted and, to. Yeah, and you know what? We didn't even talk about Kino, Sintiro. I get we talked about them, but they do give you an extra land drop. No, they make you draw a card. They make you draw a card. I think that he's just the general. For, they're just the general here for the colors. And to disguise it as group hug. You know, after we went through over everything, nobody's gonna just, nobody's gonna buy that. I don't think so. Maybe it's, if it's maybe like Clark Kent not being Superman, but he puts his glasses on. Like <laughs> it's the worst disguise ever. That's the point. Maybe if you drop, like, the first thing that you play is Rites of Flourishing on turn two or three off of a Mana Dork or Rock, and then the next turn you do Kanos and Tiro, and then you just go all the way in on Tokens and Godsire and Trampling and Killing Everybody. Like, for <laughs> just one second, they thought it was Group Hug. It's like, ooh, it's a good, like, turn one, like, Land Solaring. Ooh, whatever, I'm just playing the game. And then turn two, it's Rites of Flourishing, Land, Land. Ooh, look, this is so much Godsire. Yeah, and then turn draw. Three. I'll draw eight cards, and then I'll make infinite Godsires with my Intruder Alarm, you die. Yeah. Huh. That's how that would probably go. I like it. <laughs> Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Classic EDH deck feel, I think. When we were, we were reading through it right before... The show kind of getting our, our heads in to figure out what the deck was supposed to do and everything. And absolutely, I got that classic commander. You're going through your binder. You find a bunch of stuff that are sort of on theme. Then you pick somebody that lets you play them, and you just jam them into a deck with some stuff you to make got them go. big, janky dinks with abs on the cards. You've got a budget mana base. You're playing cards probably that you like to play from when you started playing Magic. Yep. Yeah, I like that. That's definitely something that we support here on CCO Podcast. Good on you, Clay Palmitier. <laughs> also, extra points for putting Godsire in a deck. I effing love Godsire. Yeah, for I sure. I love that card. Doesn't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it doesn't care about graveyard hate. It doesn't really care. Which is which is a strength. It has a card that recurs, but I would agree with you. Okay. Budget mana base. That is its strength, but remember, it's also its weakness because it is a four-color deck. Yes, it does make your your deck is slower because you're not playing 10-fetch, 8-duel, couple filter, maybe a shock, and you are instead playing layers and you know, the shitty tap tri-lands and things that come into play tapped and all that crap. I do like the tri-lands. I'm not ragging on them because they are good. They are really good fixing. I'm ragging on them because you can't uh, you know fetch what? them and I would, them. I would only rag on them if you weren't already playing command tower and like mana conflux or whatever it's called and 
like City of Brass, if you weren't playing those. Just of note, looking at the land base now that you're talking, there isn't a City of Brass in this deck, but there is a Mana Confluence. And isn't Mana Confluence just significantly more money than City of Brass? Like, um, like you could save a couple of dollars if you yeah, just play City of Brass. You probably could, but I think it's better than City of Brass because it uh, makes you pay life instead of dealing a damage to you. Sometimes that's relevant. I suppose, yeah. And City Sometimes of, City of Brass relevant. deals damage every time it becomes tapped, not yeah. just when you tap it for mana. Okay, yeah. all right. Another weakness, sometimes it has to rely on Planeswalkers for card draw. And when people wise up to repeatable card draw on a Planeswalker, they are just going to ruin that Planeswalker's day. And when somebody sees a card that's called Tamio touch the table, you're probably going to get your dink stomped in the dirt. Yes. Like, we've all been on the, the right side of beating wholesale ass because you listen to CCO Podcast and we teach you how to do that each and every week. You ever want to be on the other side of that? Play a Tamio. Yeah, play Tamio and leave yourself a little open because, yeah. Play Tamio and don't bring your lube. <laughs> Lack of board presence, I think. Early mid game, there's not a whole, not a whole, whole bunch going on. If you don't have your early burgeoning with a bunch of lands in your hand, you're you, you're off to a slow start. I mean, maybe we're wrong. Like the 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 curve isn't that crazy, but it's some ramp. It's a little bit of removal, and then the deck really picks up like at. Four drop and six drop, which is a little bit weird. Usually we like to see the two and the threes be a little bit more, you know? Tokens can get out of hand, but one of the things, again, to keep in mind, especially if you're going to play like around somebody like, like Jesse, like we do, F him, token strategies are really hard to get off the ground because you're going to get that turn three wrath. Yeah, and, and the turn, the turn four wrath. Yeah, and the turn six wrath, and the turn ten wrath when you did rebuild and you were a turn away from your Pathbreaker Ibex. And, and, and right. wraths will hurt you in this deck just because, I mean, Godsire combo is great and all, but other than that, you're just going to have a bunch of big dumb idiots swinging in, yeah. which is fine. And I mean, there is there is ten card draw effects in the deck, right, that you, that you can rebuild with, including those Planeswalker card draw effects I talked about, if you can keep those around. Um, but there's not a whole ton of ramp in the deck. There's like four ramp spells and six rocks or dorks. Like that's ten total only. You know who would go really good in this deck is Tatiova. From last week. From last week. Because every time you play a land, you draw a card. And that would give you another card draw effect. You have lots of... Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, do, I like that. And and Clay in this deck is playing like Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. Like he's playing those affordable double landfall trigger cards that we talk about like every week. And if you're going to play something like a burgeoning where every time they play a land, you play a land, if you're lucky, actually if you're lucky or if you're actually unlucky, they would go land and you go land to draw. And then the next guy goes land and then you play the land that you drew off of your free draw to draw another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It and sets it, up a little bit of an engine. It digs you to gas. and That's it, why burgeoning goes in the Tatiova deck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's an auto include in that deck for sure. But I like them in group hug, token, four color. I like I like that. That's a good include. Okay. We're going to go into card of the, of the week. week. It's got to be God's Eye, right? It's totally God's Eye. Totally God's Eye. Yeah. Let's give him a read one more time. God's Eye is an 8-8 beast with vigilance. Four, four, red, green, green, white, tap, Put an 8-8 beast creature token into play that's red and green and white. He is a mythic rare from, I believe, the first set that have that had mythic rare. Yes, Shards of Alara. Which is Shards of Alara, and he costs $6. Six bucks? Is that the most expensive card of the week? 
Maybe. I think it might be. Usually we try and pick just a dirty pleb, hey, that nobody's <laughs> yeah. ever heard of, but we both like Godsire, so. Godsire is great. And, I mean, grab them now. They're fun to play, and they're cool to own. They have a nice art on them. Everything about them just screams, this is a commander card. Yeah, for sure. And you can never go wrong with an 8-8 Vig for 8. No, that you, makes you, other 8-8s. You said that, he caught, he, you, you said that he's for 4, and then all of the colors. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how it's written on the card, and I just like to read the cards as they're written. Wait they, until cha- somebody- they changed the templating on that recently. Hey, they changed the templating on which colors appear in what order and the casting cost. What? Yeah. Irrelevant. Irrelevant, To yes. us. Right, exactly now. Milk list? Let's do the milk list. Okay, so the milk list is, as per edhrec.com, the most commonly played cards at each converted mana cost slot in all of the different color combinations. In this color combination, grew. That's what I'm calling it. Green, red, blue, white. It's Dink Treader. Dink Treader. Or or Ink Treader, but I like Dink Treader better. Dink Treader better. (laughs) At the zero drop slot. Spellbook? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) We're giving a spellbook away in the stupid Ark Opposition giveaway. That's great, but it's not in the deck. Sol Ring at one. Yeah, absolutely. Howling Mine at two. Nope. Ghostly Prison at three. This sounds like a group hug deck. (laughs) No. Tempt with Discovery at four. There's a group hug card. Nope. Sphere of Safety at five. That's a group hug card. Nope. Progenitor Mimic at six. There, there's one. We're playing it. There's so one. we got two so far. Seeds of Renewal at seven. Nope. I don't even know what that does. Treacherous Terrain at eight. No. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nah. Omniscience at ten. There's a good one. Nope. Ulamog at eleven. Nope. Enter the Infinite at twelve. That's a good one too. It's not here. Emrakul the Promised End at thirteen. Nope. Guess what fourteen is? Is it Dink Mouth Infusion? It is. F that card. Yeah, we're not playing it. Two Milkless matches. Way to go. That's good, yeah. I was worried the deck wasn't going to be very spicy, but jeeps. Look at us go. Yeah. Okay, speaking of spicy, spice calculator? Spice calculator. Okay, so as per edhrec.com, Kinos Antiro is the number one ink treader, dink treader, dink grew commander. Yes, he is above the ink treader Nephilim, which Hmm. gives it the name, which is an unofficial commander back when people wanted to play four colors, but there weren't any generals left. And then the rest, of course, are all just different pairings of partner commanders, and they all suck, and yeah. So I guess it's K&T or bust. Yeah, K&T has almost 2,000 lists. Oh. The next one, which is the Dink Treader Nephilim, has 88. 88. Huh. So if you're going to play this color combination, K&T is your way to go. So, number one guy on EDHREC.com, and we have got 1,850. 50 lists the time that I made the show notes. Average converted mana cost, 3.97. That's actually quite a bit higher than what uh, what we normally see. We're, we're trending downwards, and we're seeing converted mana costs of 3.5 and lower and lower and lower now. Yeah, which this is at 4 almost. I think 4 is where, like we call this a classic EDH deck. I oh, think yeah. that 4 is probably where your classic EDH deck wants to live. Like if you guys want to sit down and just have, hey guys, let's play like old school EDH. You're probably looking at four. Yeah, your your ramp starts at two and three instead of zero and one. Yeah. And then your spells, like we talked about, the mana curve, start kind of at four, five, six, or five, six, seven, instead of three, four, five, like like kind of a more modern EDH deck would. Okay, that's fine. 
critical turn. If you ramp appropriately, forget everything that I just literally said and think about God's Ire on turn five. Yes. There's something to be said about that. We're going back to him, card of the week, eight mana, top of the curve in the in the deck, right? God's Ire, make a token next turn, or Pathbreaker Ibex next turn, all your guys get plus eight, plus eight. That's like turn six off of a turn five God's Ire. That's good, right? It's not bad at all. Okay, you're, you're going to take out a lot of people like that. Optimal game size, four, five? Like, is this a big multiplayer type deck? I'm going to say four or five. In a smaller game, this deck is probably too clunky and slow to really get it done. I agree. And in a big game, there's going to be too many Wraths getting slung around for it I, to really get I off the I also agree, yeah. But at the same time, the bigger games do favor a little bit of a higher top end in the decks, and you are going to be able to clone or copy a bigger, badder creature. That's where the clunky, I would say, comes into play. Is like the slowness is negated a little bit when the big game is being played, but your clunkiness kind of doesn't because a good wrath just wastes you. And once your god sire is mm. gone, you can get him back once. Yeah. And you really do kind of need him for that big swing and beat wholesale ass swing at the end. And without the things like your doubling season, your parallel lives, your intruder alarms, you're not going to be able to get that one great big push and just rebuild from nothing and destroy everybody. Agreed. It's going to be hard to do. Okay. So maybe stay away from the six-player games and the three-player games with this deck. Yes. Okay. Four and five where you want to live. We got two tutors in here, Wargate and Fierce Empath. That's important for the spice calculator. And uniqueness ratings. Cards in this deck that are different than the stock list on EDHREC.com, 47 different cards. Nice. Yeah, I like that for sure. 52 spicy. That's great. I think it's good, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when we have a listener-submitted list, it looks fun on the surface then we punch it into the spice calculator and it gets like a 30 and then we're like oh oh no shit <laughs> but this one this one passes the 50 test i like it i just made that up the 50 test yeah yeah okay well clay palmitier good job well done good deck nice to nice to see god sire making a comeback speaking of comebacks giveaway of opposition winner simon lendil simon lentil simon lentil send us your address yes we need it and we'll send you cards of opposition. Yes. It'll be good to get them out of our house. Says. Yeah, they've been sitting on the table in my basement, and every time Rebecca goes down there, she's like, what are these cards doing here? <laughs> oh, they're the giveaway cards. Well, can you put them away? <laughs> no, I no. want to get them sucked up in the vacuum cleaner because <laughs> yeah, I hate them. Yes, I hate them. I vacuumed my whole basement last night. You know how like, the, the rug... Like I don't, I don't have my furniture isn't delivered yet, so I vacuumed it all. It looked like Augusta, man. Like I vacuumed <laughs> all the lines, nice and all straight and even, all in a pattern. You're so lame. My sister's boyfriend, who's got OCD, I really appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deck, Clay Palmitier. Good on you, Simon Lentil. Send us your address. Open Flippy Dot Drinky Repacks to be given away in the upcoming month before GP Vegas. CMDR Central, Commander's Brew, and Jumbo Commander all going down in a Traxable. It's going to be lovely. As we get more information about where we're going to hold that, we will let you guys yeah, know. For sure. If anybody's going to be there and actually wants to come out and meet us and have a drink and hang out and watch one of... what Sit is probably in the CCO Nation cheering section. Yeah. I'd imagine it will be the biggest magic event of the year. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, bring your plaid shirts, everybody. <laughs> Brando's giving me the look. Oh, oh also, Max Crandell sent me that Bontu's Last Reckoning playmat. Yeah? I got it. Nice. I'm going to roll it up into a 
Did you disinfect it first? Thing I, and beat him over the head with it. Did you disinfect it first? I guarantee he probably rubbed his ball skin on it or something. Oh, oh why did you say that? <laughs> See, I'm just assuming that all of these other guys are as underhanded and sneaky as I am, and I would take any, any advantage I possibly could. <laughs> and if that advantage included you maybe finding a pube on your playmat like three weeks before the game just to throw you off, I would do it. Can we go back to opposite land where you don't say that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the Vegas uh, promo for the week. Final thoughts of the day? Final thoughts of the day. We did a classic commander deck this week. Back to back to the roots. We're getting away from decks that are hard to build and back into ones that are fun to play. And that is what I think is the big takeaway from this one. Is you sit down with it. It's big. It's swingy. It's fun. You're drinking beers. You're having great big turns. And the games are just... A little bit more fun, a little bit less, oh, controly, oh, combo. You know what I mean? It's a good time to just sit around with your buddies and just play some effing magic, which I think is what we all just kind of want to do sometimes. And that's what I think makes decks like this valid and why I think that talking about them is so important. It's not all about those low-curve, high-efficiency decks. Sometimes you just got to build something that's a good time. Speaking of a good time, we love giving stuff away, and Fred and Barney, we're giving them away uh, at the end of this arc. Uh, if you're going to be in Vegas, maybe we could just give it to you if you win and are going to be there. We can sign it or do something if you want us to, but whatever. If not, we'll just send it to you in the mail. It's all good. Remember to check us out on Facebook to enter that giveaway. Speaking of even more fun things, we're going to do a mono-white deck next week, which is going to be really great. Somebody sent that in, i assuming, knowing how much fun I was going to have talking about it, but... Uh, I'm not sure what's in it. Ryan hasn't told me yet, but I'm going to find out at the same time as you are on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!